1: Ladies and gentlemen, Log Talk Radio. Another live episode of Choked Out Radio, Skype really screwed me this time. At least they told me to my face. They told me to my face. They told me to my face that the regular traditional number will not work for me. So try other means, which includes up in the ante on the premium service, which I'm not too happy about. So I am live from the studios in Linden, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide through blogtalkradio.com. This is Choked Out Radio live with your host, Jim Russell. Jim Russell. Speaking of wrestling, a lot of wrestling occurring this weekend. Of course, you have the House of Glory Beyond show Friday, July July. Friday, June 17th, from the NYC Arena in Jamaica, Queens, New York. Of course, you have the Yep, I Like Wrestling viewing party from Legends in New York, New York, to watch Money in the Bank, which is also this Sunday which in my estimation is one of the better cards of the year. You have Cena, Styles. You have, of course, the ladder match to determine who will be Mr. Money in the Bank. You have the match that is also uh, a year or maybe even two years in the making. Finally, Seth Rollins is healthy, and he will score off one-on-one against Roman Reigns.
0: Of course, you have Rock
1: Lesnar, who took both the MMA and pro wrestling world by storm when announcing, or when it was announced, first by Ariel Helwani. He was banned, now he's not banned, and also announced by the UFC that he has a one-time, I guess, hall pass from the WWE, so to speak, to compete in the UFC at their historic UFC 200 event, and his opponent is none other than the hard-hitting Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. He has an impressive striking background, impressive boxing background. You know, Brock Lesnar, according to him, according to what he says, the vascularitis is what, you know, made him lose to Cain Velasquez and definitely made him lose to Alistar Overeem, which, by the way, is challenging for the heavyweight championship of the world in September. But that's another show my other fan base, the MMA fan base, but is this a one-time deal just for him to say, is it about the money? Well, he, you know it's about the money. Do you see Brock Lesnar in more than just one fight? We're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes with my uh, good friend. The lineup for tonight is going to be AKA Sports Fiend, and then I'm going to have my what I call Sal Palantonio, the fan correspondent I have Raymond Sanchez. We're going to talk about House of Glory on Friday, um, talk about BCW Bree combination wrestling also in eight days on June the 25th from the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. And then if uh, time allows it, most likely, which most likely it will, I have a two-hour spot. I will have my buddies again from Jobber's Court, and we'll talk money in the bank. All right, so that's my show I should have my first guest in a in about a minute or so. So that's what's going on. So that's the lineup. I'll have Ronnie K. Bean,
0: then I'll have
1: uh, my fan correspondent Raymond Sanchez, and of course Jobber's Court to close the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully this batería doesn't die. So hey, let's 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 keep it rolling. It's, it's, I'm very excited with the House of Glory show on Friday. Uh, it's you know for those of you locally. You know, you also you have the Colombia Peru game and the Copa America, so there's a lot of competition. Of course, the Mets are also in town. So hey, as a male or female, you no, know, you know, if you like sports or if you like wrestling, or there's a lot of things you could do. So you have the House of Glory competing with the Mets, competing with the Colombia Peru game and and MetLife. So they're they're competing with a lot of things.
0: So hold on a second, give me one second.
1: All right, here we go. All right. Hey, uh, Ron, this is Jim Russell. How are you, sir? You're live on the air. How are you? Good. I'm good.
0: Thanks for... I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me I'm on the show.
1: No, 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 no problem. Anytime, Anytime. Anytime. I'm, I'm I'm glad we finally figured it out.
0: Let's go, let's go.
1: Yeah, man, good, good, good. You know, I just have my little monologue to open up and uh I'm gonna dive let's dive right into it. So you have Brock Lesnar, of course. We all know he's a current WWE superstar. Of course, he's part-time, but, you know, he does sell tickets when when they need him to sell tickets. Um, he's their former heavyweight champion. He's their one of their probably only legit um, fighters, so to speak, and he got the blessing from Vince McMahon to square off against Mark Hunt at UFC 200. There's a lot of benefits to it. What are your initial thoughts when you first heard this news?
0: Well, initially, I was just like, I thought it was just a rumor, a rumor just to, you know, build up interest for UFC 200. Right. And then I was, and then the more you started reading up on it on Twitter and social media, it was like, wait a minute, this is really happening. And then I was thinking to myself, well, how is it happening? Because, you know, as you know, a year ago, Brock Lesnar had said that he was done with UFC, done yeah. with MMA, and he had re-signed with WWE. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, what's going on here? And I was already excited about the UFC 200 card to begin right. with, yep. and that interest went, went beyond when when Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar was put on the show, and I was thinking to myself, now I got to throw a party. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's sliding, I'm throwing a party now.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I mean, the the weird thing about it right now is that before he was, you know, he 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 went to UFC before, and he was an MMA guy. He went into MMA. Now, he is a WWE guy. Right. This is the first time we've ever seen a WWE guy in UFC. Right. Okay. Which is interesting. Like, it's on her own.
1: No, I, I I agree. I agree. And, you know, yeah, it's never been done. There's people that made the transition, but, of course, before or after they, you know, you know, had their stint with the WWE, but never a current that the WWE superstars ever competed exactly. in the UFC. Um, so now I, I was I during kind of, my monologue I kind of shed light on this. You think it's all about money? Do you think he wants to avenge? You know, I read the book. I'm pretty sure you know his story. He had that stomach virus, the disease, the briculitis which cut his MMA right. short. He lost to Velasquez, lost to Overeem. You think he's a little bit of that, a little bit of money, a little bit of both? Do you think if he if this fight goes well? Transition back to end his career once his contract expires, or maybe, or maybe have a you know a continuing partnership with the UFC as being a superstar. Like, what do you what do you think? A, B, or C? Um, I think in, a little
0: bit of. I honestly think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of pride in it, and that his the way his UFC career ended. he did been like the way he ended because of the disease that he had. Uh-huh. But um, obviously, when it boils down to it, money's a big factor. I'm pretty sure if he wasn't offered a lot of money, I mean, he said he made the call himself. Right. He asked UFC, you know, I want to come back. But it just seems a little bit too coincidence that it happened to be UFC 200 coming up. So, you know, I'm pretty sure he probably wouldn't have signed on if it was just another UFC fight night, let's say. Yep, so yep. so I do think a little bit of both. both, you know, wanting to, you know, write another chapter in his MMA career and, and not, have it end the way that, that you know, he's an athlete. At the end of the day he said he's one of a kind of athlete that he's being able to basically play in two sports. And, you know, he has something to prove too. I mean he's had a long layoff, it's been about five years. Yeah. So there there's no guarantee him going back, he can just get get right in that cage and, and within seconds get, get his get his head knocked out. So He's risking his reputation as well. Not only as a WWE performer, but as a as a guy known as, you know, like he's the current day Mike Tyson in the sense that he's the baddest man on the planet. Right. So he goes in there, and gets knocked out. There's the so he has a certain aura, sort of mystique to him in the WWE. He right. goes back and he gets knocked out. I mean, he loses a little a little luster there. So, but I think at the end of the day, he, he wants to prove that he can still do it and that. He wasn't as bad as he looked. The last time he was in there with with Wolverine.
1: No, I I agree. Now, um, this partnership, you know, do you think it benefits the the, the UFC uh, having Brock Lesnar? You know, no secret, you know a little bit. Uh, Brock, you know, Brock Lesnar was on the UFC 100 card, which shattered, uh, you know, pay per view records. Uh, do you think it benefits the UFC to have him on the card? Do you think it benefits the WWE because if he wins? They could promote that he's a legitimate badass and also promote SummerSlam. You think it's, a, it's a, a mutual benefit to both people, both parties? What do you? What's your opinion on that, sir? Well,
0: it, it's good for both. It's good for both. I, I Initially, I was like, this UFC wins more in, in that there was already a lot of interest in UFC 200, but in their attempt to to break their all-time record for pay-per-views, mm-hmm. I mean, Brock Lesnar obviously pushes them in that direction where they could beat their own record. Mm-hmm. um, But... You know, the partnership to continue, is going to, I don't necessarily see it as they're going to keep allowing him to right. go fight in UFC. Right. I see it as more they might do an exchange where, where they might end up using Ronda Rousey or, or or that girl that's on Dancing with the Stars.
1: Page they can end
0: up using her. Right. I mean, I, me personally, I would love to see Conor McGregor in right. <laughs> and, and the WWE if they could somehow pull that off. But I see it more as it, it's going to benefit both. More so UFC. I think WWE, there's a chance where it could hurt him, his value with the company, if he, you know, gets knocked out. Been, he has a bad performance, and then it doesn't, you know, seem as he's such bad as he claims to be, or as him yeah. Heyman claims to be. So, But, but for UFC, it's, it's there's, there's no downside to it. They didn't risk putting a top contender for the heavyweight championship of the UFC to score against Brock Lesnar and risk the chance that Brock Lesnar beat that person. Uh-huh. So they put him with somebody that's you know in the top eight, saying you know in that range, Mark Hunt, formidable. But you know if he were to lose, it's not going to hurt the UFC exactly. either, you know. Exactly. But if Brock if Brock loses, and they, they then Mark Hunt Mark Hunt gets a feather in his cap, saying uh-huh. you know I knocked out Brock Lesnar, I beat Brock Lesnar, and then it makes him a contender. So, yeah. but to me it's a win win for both. There's no downside to to for either company.
1: No, no, I I agree, and I I agree with you. Like they put they, you know, more is not a uh, ham and egg or a jobber, you know, so to speak. But you, like you said, he's not a yeah, top yeah. Five. He's not an Overeem. He's not a Kane. He's not a Verdum. You know, so you know, so they gave him a, a formidable opponent, and it's it's a low risk, you know, you know, uh, what is it? Yeah, uh, low risk move on their part. Now you you, you touched on a, on a point on my next point. Do you think it was a? you think there'll be some sort of quid pro quo? as far as having Ronda Rousey compete in WrestleMania in exchange for Lesnar competing at 200? Um, yeah. I, the light I on that. So can you just
0: Absolutely, list? absolutely. I, I, I don't see how Vince McMahon himself would just allow Brock to just go back. You know, like if he's paying Brock a lot of money. He's just one of his biggest assets. So I don't see how he just allows him to just compete and win or lose, anything can happen. I think there is some kind of agreement where, where, I mean, you know, at the same time, Dana did allow Rousey to make an appearance at WrestleMania, That's you know, true. with – I'm pretty sure knowing in advance that, you know, it won't get – you won't risk her getting harmed. As you saw, she just put, like, Triple H in the head sauce and right. sending a man in the arm lock. So it wasn't like she did anything too crazy. So, I mean, but now, yeah, it's like, you know, you did you guys a favor, you know, because they could easily tell Rock, you know, you're breaching your contract or this wasn't in your contract, so we're not going to allow you to do this without permission. So I'm pretty sure it was like, we'll let you, but, you know, UFC got to um, give us something in return eventually, whether it's SummerSlam, WrestleMania. You know, R- Ronda Rousey's is already a wrestling fan, so it just makes sense that she'll be the one involved and in, in exchange.
1: Absolutely. You know, they could put in a program with Stephanie McMahon or – or or one of the heels, you know, Charlotte, whatever, and I think it'll be, you know, instant box office, you know, so, you know, smash, so to speak. Yeah, I would,
0: I, I, me personally, I would prefer it Charlotte to, <laughs> to, the, to the face. I mean, you know, you could have Stephanie in her corner, but me personally, I would like to see Charlotte and, and Ronda Rousey.
1: Oh, of course, of course. Um, I, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't give you a heads up regarding, you know, before coming on, but of course, the way the story broke, you know, broke. If you remember, it was Ariel Hawani. Who broke it up? Who broke the story? And then he had that little, I guess, feud with Dana White. And eventually, uh, when Kimball, you know, passed away, rest in peace. He eventually lifted the ban. What are your thoughts on 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 that situation? You know, you and I being, you know, median, low end compared to him. He's like on like, you know, he's on the top MMA websites. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ariel Hawana? You did, you think he just did his job, or what are your thoughts on that whole? Oh,
0: uh, he's uh, Ariel. Ariel's the best at his job, and it was a shame that because maybe they did share a little information with him and they told him to keep it on the hush-hush. But anybody, you know, as a journalist, you get a little scoop. You don't want to be the last one, you know, because at the end of the day, you're looking for the clickbait. You're looking for the attention, the notoriety, you know, at the end of the day. So you can't blame Ariel for doing that. Uh, Even if they did tell him, you know, we're going to let you in on a secret, you know, Brock Lesnar might come back, but, you know, keep it on the hush-hush. It's like, but that's, his job is to report. So you can't, at the end of the day, he, he has no obligations to the UFC as far as he doesn't work for them. He works for his website. He works for Fox Sports. So right. I see nothing wrong with what he did. And that for the UFC to, you know, ban him from ringside, from, from future events, you know, they corrected their mistake. They saw they were wrong. They saw that, you know, they had, there, was, there was a medium there for the both of them, whereas, like, maybe in the future they probably won't give him the inside school. You know he probably lost that privilege, right? But he did nothing wrong in my in my opinion.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. you know I, we all look up to him. He's you know
0: he's a pioneer in what he
1: does and he he does it real well. And yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, and I, I mean bad part, bad judgment call on Dana's part. But I'm I'm happy that you know they got they got you know that he looked past that and and he's once again being able to do what he loves, which is cover MMA.
0: I mean, he, I mean, and if you saw on social media, I mean, everybody was showing their love for for Ariel. They, they you know, they had a bunch of support. I'm pretty sure that, that played into UFC's decision as well. They saw they were probably getting a lot of hate for for doing what they did. So,
1: absolutely. Um, I'll transition into uh, CM Punk, and then we'll get into the Money in the Bank a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so CM Punk finally, you know, we all know this whole story. He, you know, hate hates his former employer. Uh, spilled the beans on his Cole Cabana podcast,
2: which uh,
1: shocked the world at the end of 2014 that he signed with the UFC was supposed to debut in 2015. Injury after injury, of course, prolonged or that was predicated off from his wrestling career. Um, we all, Mickey Gall, which is he, just, you know, uh, Dana White promised him that if he was to beat Mike Jackson a couple of months ago, he was to get Punk. He won his, his bout bout, did his part. He even had a stare down. Two days later, he announces a back, you know, he has a back in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, August 20th, he's finally on the card, the same card as Conor McGregor versus uh, Nate Diaz, too. Do um, you have any expectations with this, with CM Punk? I'm pretty sure that's going to get a lot of ratings, uh, a lot of pay-per-view buys, on to see uh, what Punk does. Uh, you know, you hear the rumors that he loses all his uh, practice fights. Do you expect anything
0: yeah.
1: out of where to make
0: Mickey go all CM Punk? coming up? Well, he's lucky now that he's a part of that card and not another card that needs, you know, his name value. The fact that he's a part of the Diaz-McGregor card now is he's going to fly on the radar a little bit. It's not going to be as much attention on him as far as his skills. I mean, I haven't heard anything too positive as far as, you know, they say that, yeah, he's improving, he's learning, but at the end of the day, CM Punk is, what, 37 years old? And... You know he's late in the game to this. You know I'm pretty sure he had a lot of training while he was training. You know with the WWE, but it's not the same. He hasn't right. been in the cage. He hasn't fought anybody, so he's not battle tested. Yep. You know he hasn't got his. He hasn't had his pin check. You know, yep. so I really don't have high hopes for CM Punk. I think, but at the end of the day, as far as interest, I'm still gonna take to see whether he does well because I'm a fan of him as a like from his wrestling days. Or even because his ass whooped, because his right. ass whooped, I'll, I'll be like, well, it's funny. He 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 wanted this, yeah. and you know he's he he's pretty much a big jerk, you know, right. in real life. So it's like he'll get it coming to him. You know, a lot of people would wouldn't mind seeing CM Punk get his head knocked off. Now, yeah, I
1: know. Now, if he loses this fight, you think he'll be persistent and say, hey, I'll try again, try again. And, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, he he, 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 he Or do you think? No, he loses this fight, I think he loses I think, it, think it's. I think they signed up to a, a or, you know, like a, maybe a five-fight fight deal. I think they they, they knew, you know, he, he might not pay dividends right away, but he has name value. So even if he loses his first fight, even if he gets knocked out, loses in 10 seconds, people will still pay to see CM Punk, you know, whether it's wrestling fans or just MMA fans that don't like him. They'll still pay to, to want to see him get beat up. Right. But, um... Him, he just seems like a stubborn person. Like he's gonna keep trying until he's successful, which is a good thing for him and for in life. You know, you want to, you know, you want to prove people wrong.
1: Exactly. But
0: you know, I really don't see him having the success that Brock Lesnar did when he, huh. you know, went to MMA and eventually became a champion. I don't right. see. It. I don't even see CM Punk becoming a, you know, a top ten contender in his division. that no, I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Brock Lesnar had a legitimate wrestling background, you know, freak of nature as far as a physique.
0: Um,
1: you know, and wrestling is a big base in, in, in the world of MMA. If you if you have good right. wrestling, you have good takedown, good takedown defense, uh, you know, a good base as far as being on top. You know, the other stuff you could just learn, you know, as long as you, you know, learn correctly, you eventually could, you know, grow. But CM Punk just has his pro wrestling stuff, did a little jujitsu, you know, but like me, you know, on and off. Never did nothing consistently. So, you know, you're right. He has no exactly. background. And he said it himself. You know, in, in high school, college, he wasn't a college athlete, a NCAA, you know, Division One guy and anything. But, you know, you're right. He's coming cold turkey in his in his late 30s, late in the game. And, and you know, and Mickey Gall's not. He's the opposite. You know what I mean? He, he's mm-hmm. a up-and-coming guy, and, he, and he's looking for that big payday, you know. All right. Yeah, man. Um, All right. So let's transition a little bit into the Money in the Bank. Um, my next guest uh, will talk more about NXT. I'll, I'll stay out of NXT just so that I don't become repetitive. Um, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so this Sunday's Money in the Bank, you know, probably one of the best Money in the Bank cards, at least on paper, that we've seen in a very long time. Of course, there's a lot of buzz with the whole draft. I guess my, my last guest will talk about the draft. But nevertheless, this Sunday's Money in the Bank, you have Seth Rollins, uh, Roman Reigns, do you have any, you know, what are your expectations of this contest?
0: Well, with the main event, I mean, uh, it, it, it's the card itself, the top three matches are 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 great on paper. Uh-huh. With Rollins and uh, and Reigns, I mean, I just, I initially thought they were going to turn Rollins' baby face upon his return. I didn't understand why they would build him up, show these videos of him training to come back and, you know, these little teases, you know, that you he kept hearing on the internet of that he might be backstage at this pay-per-view, at this pay-per-view. And, you know, people were, were anticipating his return and wanting to cheer him. They cheered him initially. Yep. And then he just turns on the crowd. You know, he's a great heel. So he did a good job of getting the fans to, to turn on him. Mm-hmm. But nobody likes Roman Reigns at the moment. As right. for, you know. And to me, the story is the guy comes back gets the hero's welcome, and he's trying to get back the belt that he never lost. He never lost the title. He never got pinned for it. And so basically Roman Reigns is holding his belt, keeping the seat warm, and Wilders is here to take it. And so, but the problem is now I don't see Roman losing the belt anytime soon, so it's like I don't. As great as a, a match they might have on on Sunday, I just don't know how. It's kind of tricky. it's like where did how did it get to the finish? Like Roman, I don't think he's gonna lose. So Rollins just came back. Do you really want him losing his first match back and cleanly? You know, one uh-huh. to three. So uh-huh. that's that's a little dilemma there. You know, I don't really know. Like that's it's good in a way that I don't know in which direction they're gonna go. You get me? Uh, nah, nah, I, the match I, I, itself. I mean, we've been looking for. We, we 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 all been anticipating a, a Shield three way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know I I'm glad that on Raw they teased that, mm-hmm. that they had Dean Ambrose bring that up, you know like you guys are here debating about who's the best, who's going to be champion, but hey, what if I win the Money in the Bank and I cash in on one of you guys? I love that they did that.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. I I think Reigns is you know he's a, this is a, you know I he's a three time champ which is pathetic but that's another story for the <laughs> day but <laughs> however um i think he retains i agree with you it's just a matter of how they get there and they have to still make seth rollins look strong coming back from injury so i'm um, interesting to see the finish and i agree with you uh 110 percent there and i love how they teased ambrose during the ambrose asylum you know remember he's the x-factor he may be in the match to cash in that same night so it made it made everyone look strong in that segment on Raw, which I which I liked. Yeah,
0: it was great. it was great, it was great. Seth Rollins was on his game. Roman didn't do too bad. He did he he spoke well. I you know he has his moments where he feels a little too scripted, but you know yeah. he he said his words with some conviction. Uh, Monday, you know, because I'm pretty sure he does feel like you know like you've been gone and I've been there. You know, I've been the one. I've been the man. I've been the guy. While you've been gone, so and 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 he's the champion. You know, like. He he has the belt. So, you know, even though Ron has never technically lost it, he has to beat Roman, which he hasn't done. Yep, yep,
1: exactly. So, hey, let's wait and see. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's transition over to the Money in the Bank match itself. So we all know that the winner can cash in any place, any time for up to one year. You have Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, of course, Kevin Owens, and ADR Alberto Del Rio. Um, they've been like they've been look making you know Zayn look good and Owens look good and, it, it's, and you know Jericho look good so it's been uh, pretty unpredictable. Um, you know my original pick was Owens. I'm saying Jericho. Like what do you expect out this match and who, who do you think walks away with the money in the bank?
0: Well, uh, I think honestly there's only two options and that's Owens. Your your prediction Owens and um or Dean Ambrose. I mean Dean Ambrose it makes sense you know to you know if you want to involve him in that storyline with 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 Rollins or Reigns. You know, him cashing in on either those is a story in itself. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, personally, I I would go with Owens. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's the every week he's the most entertaining guy. He has the best matches, and um, just him having the briefcase. I mean, I think the the briefcase is better suited on a heel,
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: Owens having that, you know, to carry around and just keep loading that, you know, and keep teasing that he's going to cash it in. And I mean, I, I think. For entertainment value, I I, I rather see Owens with the briefcase.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's been he's been the most consistent performer since he got there. You know, uh, in what 2015. And um, I, I think he's been in a WWE. It's call like out. the
0: one year anniversary coming up, I believe, or just yep. past.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. He's been the most consistent guy, and and he has he has all the tools to be. Um, you know a future world champion But like you said Dean Ambrose um, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave it to Ambrose Because like you said there's always an, uh, uh, A chance Of a shield triple threat at some point Whether it's that night Or whether it's another night So yeah, I, I agree with you there um, I think Owens and Ambrose would be the only two uh, People um, And I like that although The Miz is not There because he's filming the Marine 10 or whatever <laughs> Or whatever it is but at least th- these other guys in the upper mid card are at least entertained or occupied with the whole Money in the Bank. So I-, I love how they're using all six guys. I think the only guy we could definitely rule out is Del Rio. I, I don't think I don't see him at all. I'd be I'd be sh- I'd be so shocked if Del Rio oh, you know pulls it up. Mm-hmm. But but the other five I think you know um, they could win it. I wouldn't be upset. You
0: know. <laughs> no, absolutely no. And he me, I mean with Del Rio I mean he he has more rebuilding to the way character and um. You know, but you know, yeah, all all the guys in the match are, are talented wrestlers. I expect, you know, some interesting spots. You know, Jericho's a veteran and he's the one that actually, you know, created the money in the bank match. So I expect him to, you know, get his creative, you know get get some creative in there and make some things interesting during that match. You know, everybody got issues in there. Owens and you know, Owens and 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 Zane and Ambrose and Jericho got beef, you know, so everybody got their own little beef going on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, put that, the briefcase on the top of the ring. And with ladders, should be a great match.
1: Yep, yep. All right, we're going to speed it up here. Um, you have the Fatal Four-Ways. So you have the club, uh, of course, Anderson and Gallows, the Vaude Villains, the and and Cass, and, then of course, the New Day. Uh, what do you expect from this Fatal 4 Way? Do you expect the New Day to drop the, the straps? at this event, or do you see them at least champions so till SummerSlam, you know, so it's like their one-year anniversary? What do you expect from this uh, Fatal 4-Way?
0: Yeah, I read about the M1-year anniversary, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they're close to breaking the tag team title record, which surprised me because I could have sworn there was other tag teams in the past of how the titles for, you know, multiple years, but yeah. I guess I was wrong. And um, they're creeping up on it, so I don't know if, they're going to decide to just have them hold on to it so they could break the record. I mean, we all love the New Day, so why not them? Yep. But I feel like in this kind of match, it allows them to change titles while having the New Day actually get pinned or lose the titles, which is then in turn you could have, for instance, you could have the the club win and then have the New Day chase them, to, you know, since they never got pinned and say, you know, like, we never got pinned, we're going to come back for our belts, we're going rematch, and it sets up that feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm loving Enzo and Big Cass always has since NXT, so I wouldn't mind them winning the tight belts. But then it is, it's a, it's a you know them in the new day like it'll be a style clash, you know, with uh, you know, two baby faces. So I, I'm predicting <laughs> that the that the club wins. Mm-hmm. You know, I see them, you know, like I mean, they need something, you know, right. like they kind of lost a little bit of their momentum, yep. you know, since their debut. So I feel like if they win the tight belts. That sets them up, and then, you know, that on top of, you know, hopefully an AJ Styles win.
1: Yep, exactly. I agree. I agree. I, either New Day, you know, has this amazing run until SummerSlam, and or they put it on the club to, you know, to, I guess, keep that momentum or at least try to spark that momentum again with uh, Gallows and Anderson because they lost it a little bit, um, you know, especially post the feud with the Roman Reigns and the Usos. Um, agreed, agreed to you 100%. I want to transition. You spoke about AJ Styles. The You know, TNA versus WWE or Rude Fan <laughs> against WWE. You have AJ Styles against John Cena, uh dream match, and it's happening first at Money in the Bank. What do you expect out of this contest between AJ
0: and Cena? I mean, I laugh when people say that John Cena can't wrestle. Right. Because, uh, you know, with the right opponent, he brings out the – people bring out the best in him and he brings out the best in others. Yep. I mean, he's the only one that gets that type of proud reaction.
1: Yep.
0: And, you know, if you go back to four or five years ago when he had that match with CM Punk, CM Punk got the hero's welcome in Chicago, but I don't think he gets that crazy of an ovation, that crazy of a, like, we want him to win so bad if it's not against John Cena. So it's kind of the same thing right now with AJ Styles. Even though he's supposed to be a heel, kind of a 50-50 thing going on, so I, want, I mean, it's going to be a great match. There's no denying it's going to be a great match. My thing is, like, they're, you know, not many fans know about AJ's history. Some yep. do. Yep. Not every fan does. So they're building it up as this dream match. And to us it is. To the hardcore fans, it is. It's like, oh, yep. my God, it's like, actually finally happening. I can't believe it. And the fact that they're building it up as a dream match, I don't see, even though to me the right move, Will be for AJ Styles to win to get this big victory over John Cena. I do not see them allowing him to get that big win over John Cena. John Cena has allowed guys to beat him in their first match up. Uh, Rusev has right. beat him in their first match but then he wins the rematch. Okay, uh, last year, where Kev- Kevin Owens wins the first match but loses the rematch. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's done it before, but the way they hype this match as a dream match, I just don't see how WWE goes with. The TNA guy right. or the New Japan guy and beat their guy, and as, as Tina has met, mentioned last week, he you know AJ Styles hasn't won any of his pay per view matches. Yeah. he's Been in WWE. so yeah. it's like like you're you're talking a big game, but you've yet to win a big match, you know. And I, 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 as as much as I would like to see AJ win, I, I don't see him winning on Sunday. Right. Right.
1: I agree to disagree. Like I think I agree with you. Um, and, and facts are facts. You know, he debuted at the Rumble, and and you know I, I believe he lost to Jericho in, in their second match, of course at um, Fastlane. He lost to Jericho. In their fourth and final contest at WrestleMania, and he lost to reigns twice. So you're right. He's never won a he's never won a pay per view or special event. But I think I think they're gonna go the same route as Kevin Owens. I think AJ Styles for some reason he has to eventually win a match to to have some sort of cred- credibility. Um, so I think AJ, AJ, I think wins the first one. He may lose the battleground one, and I think the rubber match happens at Summerslam. I think that's how gonna slow it. I think I, I, that's what I think is gonna happen. That would um, be good too. I wouldn't complain about
0: that. Either. I'm exactly.
1: You. <laughs> exactly. All right. There's a couple of other uh, mid-card matches. So, you know, you have the U.S. Championship. Um, you have Rusev, who's a champion again. They're trying to rebuild him post League of Nations against Titus O'Neil. Do you have any sort of expectations of any? And uh, in this kind
0: mean, I mean for two big guys they're pretty decent. Don't expect nothing so you know, nothing too crazy. But you know what Rusev, yeah, I just wanted to have a good reign with the title. Yeah. He yep. I, I always feel he's a little underrated. Like not a lot of fans respect his work, but he's very athletic and he has a lot of agility. And they made a mistake the first time splitting up him and Lana. That yep. character was had so a lot of momentum I and then it stalled and you know the League of Nations was was even worse. Yep. So I feel like him, he got to hold on to that U.S. title. And, right you know, I know they, they have high hopes for Titus O'Neal, that he has some personality. But I don't know. Like, they keep mentioning that and, and online and everything. And I don't see it on TV. I, read, like, I don't like, it doesn't translate. And right. so, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't be, I don't think it's the right move to put the ball on him.
1: I agree. I agree. I think it's a big test for Titus O'Neill, I know especially he got suspended after his incident with Vince. Um, this is a big test for him. Uh, whether you know, even if he loses, you better at least
0: you know look
1: good in the process. Or else yeah,
0: or else look good or else, in the
1: sheet. Yeah, exactly. Or else he's in jeopardy of losing his job. <laughs> um, I'll transition real quick because <laughs> we, we have a couple of minutes left, not too much. You have Natalia and Becky Lynch against Charlotte and Dana Brooke. I like I like this out. It doesn't have to be for the championship. Uh, they could you know prolong her next defense till Battleground. Um, of course, I'm kind of disappointed that Sasha's not in in the picture. but it's. I was okay. just going to say that. Yep.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> just was just going to say that. <laughs> I think she'll get her
1: time eventually. I think summertime will be her moment. I know she had issues with a concussion, but what are your thoughts on this uh, tag team match?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been been a little bit disappointed in the women's division since WrestleMania hasn't really been as exciting as it was leading up to it. Yeah, You know, part of it is Sasha not being around, but I just think you know, they're trying to, they're worrying too much about trying to tell stories, you know, and trying to, like, you know, have these girls, you know, like, have some beef, mm-hmm. than to just letting them, you know, show their skills in the ring, and yeah. that's, to me, what's, you know, what's lacking, and, you know, like, the four girls in the ring this Sunday, they they're all they all can go, yeah. you know, Natalia's always been on the rating, and, you know, Dana Brooke, you know, like, they probably brought her up much faster than they should have, you know, you know they brought her up ahead of Oscar and Bailey, but yeah. You know she's she's very athletic and she has a good persona to her. Like and I and I like the fit with Charlotte. You know she can play second fiddle to her and then, you know who knows what that could happen in the future between them. I mean I expect a good match. I like you know that there's no title signs at this moment because I I do feel like they should hold off on a championship match and make it worthy. Like
1: exactly. you know
0: Sasha, Sasha's in the background. They're waiting. Yep. You know she's there waiting. But um yeah I mean I I, I would hope that um Charlotte. Charlotte and um Dana Brook get the victory though. You know, you know, even though it's a tight match and they could probably go with the other team winning while Charlie getting pinned, but you know, Charlotte's been losing a lot lately, you know, it's tight I
1: know. I know. She lost Queen to Page recently, so who knows what that where that's gonna go.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, man. Um and last but not least, before before, you know, you and I break, you have Baron Corbin and his first feud against Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler's a you know, interesting character, you know, very consistent. Oversells a lot, but I love his work. Just for whatever reasons, just I don't know. <laughs> He's in his, I think Barry Corbin and Ziggler. I think it's a great feud for both men. Um, you expect anything out of this contest? I think they're opening up again um, before the pay per view. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, all? I
0: mean, it's not a good sign that they've gotten the pre show with the last two pay per views. Yeah, yeah. Now they're getting the same assignment. They're getting on the main card. Exactly. I mean, Ziggler, talented guy. He's, I don't understand how his babyface run never got off to the – you know, like it should have been much better than what it's been. Yep. You, I mean, you watch him on Total Diva, you watch him on Swerve, and he's a funny guy.
1: Exactly.
0: And, yeah, on TV, he's just – I don't know. He's, he's just there. And then right. y'all, obviously, you know, they have him lose every single week, which doesn't help. But, um, I mean, I think Siglo's job here is just to make Corbin look strong. You know, Cormie does have a big future. He's, you know, he's lost a match here he and there, maybe like two matches since he's been on TV, but yep. he still hasn't looked, you know, like, you know, it's been it's th- those losses have been fluky. Yep. It hasn't been like, you know, these guys have beaten him up. Yep. So, I mean, he, and, and, you know, like, if, if they were to keep him there, I mean, he could have become a former opponent for a seeing scene or our in the future. So, you know, I, Ziggler's job is just to make him look good. Yep. I mean, me personally, I hope. Soon, that Ziggler turns heel, and then gets rid of those jean jackets, gets rid of the pink, the pink tights. You know, I mean, just just change it up a little bit, man. He he might need a haircut. I don't know what it is. Yes, he, he has to just switch up his whole game.
1: Yeah, I agree. His show off gimmick has been like stale for a couple of years, man. He has to change something. But when you something.
0: lose, you can't show off. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Our time is up here, but it's been a pleasure having you on. I, I love your knowledge of uh, both MMA and uh, and pro wrestling, like myself. And I think uh, I think we had a nice radio, nice little conversation. I appreciate yes, you coming brilliant. on. Uh, can you, uh, quick you. plug, quick plug of your of your blog,
0: please. My blog. So I write for sportsblog.com. I try kind of bi monthly. I don't really have as much time as I would like to 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 write. So I usually do write when I have, you know, something that inspires me and I feel like, you know, I can write, you know, sit down and write. So my blog is uh, thesportsfiend654.sportsblog.com. And you can follow me on Twitter as well as Dog 654 And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. No problem. It was nice talking to you, man. Thank no you very problem. much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. All right, man, take care. And, work, and enjoy the show sunday
0: will do thank you all right
1: man thank you all right man all right ladies and gentlemen so that was uh, Ron from Sp- uh, sports Log, ladies and gentlemen that was great uh, he did a great job you know we spoke a lot about Brock Lesnar spoke about CM Punk spoke about Ronda Rousey and then we spoke about um, we spoke about a lot about the money in the bank card uh, this sunday so uh, in a couple of minutes, my next guest should uh, be com- coming on. My fan correspondent. Um, we'll talk about House of Glory, which is a local independent fed. For those who listen to me um, overseas or listen to me throughout the country, and then we'll get into Recombination Wrestling, which is another local fed, which we'll kind of discuss as well in a few minutes. Um, and then from there. Uh, If we have time, we'll talk about NXT. If not, I will leave that as a task to my friends at Jobber's Court. So he should be on any minute now. So let's see. I don't know. He should be calling me right now. So, yeah, so the card for House of Glory looks very interesting. Uh, Hog meets Beyond Wrestling. Of course, you have Chris Dickinson against Kamaitachi. I can't pronounce it. Chris Dickinson, of course, squared off against EC3 at the last show. Oh, I had my my little notes. My, oh, give me one second. My next guest is on. Hold on, Raymond. Hold on, Raymond. Are you there?
2: Yep, I'm here, brother. What's up? Hey,
1: good. How's everything, brother? Good.
2: Good. 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 Loving the show so far, man.
1: So far, so good. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Let's magic. go for this ride. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Awesome. All right, man. So let's let's jump right into it. Um, so you, you know, we have, of course, you're a big fan of wrestling and uh, and, uh, and you follow a lot of the uh, independent organizations locally and in particular these two, uh, House of Glory. We all know it's run by Red and Excel. Um, let's talk about the card this Friday, June seventeenth, two thousand sixteen, at the NYC Arena. Um, in Queens, New York, it's an action jam-packed card, and the main event is uh, Chris Dickinson. Can you just tell me a little bit more, more about the main event? Oh yeah, this match is
2: going to be—it's storyline gold right here. Mm. We have Chris Dickinson, who's a homegrown talent for both Beyond and has been one of House of Glory's main guys for a little bit as well. So this match is going to be something where we're bringing in New Japan's Kamitachi. It's going to be an action-packed match, technical action, high-flying, because Kamatachi brings a little bit of everything. It's a wrestling fan's dream right here. I encourage all to come out. It's going to be great.
1: Awesome, awesome. All right. Let's talk about um interesting matchup right here. I've seen Private Party, seen what they could do. Very athletic. They're going to go against the physical, the Hit squad. Can you tell me about this, uh, this match here?
2: Okay, we got Private Party, our boys Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, taking on the Boricua Dan Malz and the Monster Steve Mack. What can I say? It's two opposite teams, but at the same time, I see them having a very not even one-sided match. This is going to be all out there. I see Private Party doing what they do. They're calling themselves the Flip Squad. That's their tagline now. Oh wow! It's Flip Squad versus the Hit Squad. I see. The, I I can't even give a pick for this match. I have no one side for this match so far. And it's hard because I'm usually just a, one of their guys. I'm a private party guy. But I don't know. I can't have a, a choice yet.
1: <laughs> we'll have to wait you, and see. You're, you're part of the private party army or nation. And <laughs> and it's hard for you to take, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Let's run down. The, you also have Another great tag team match, I believe it's on the at least it's on their facebook page e y f b o love their work and yeah, Beaver Boys. can you tell us about the smashers?
2: Oh, yeah, it's funny. you're going down the same card I just have written down. I wrote every last match just to make sure, and that was my next match e y f b o versus the Beaver boys. I see this going Beaver boys they're not known as much to us for House of Glories, but we just had Johnny Silver at the last show. He's a great technical guy. This match I see – I'm actually going to go with EYFBO on this one just because the Funky Monkey, Mike Jasta, these guys put it all on the out there. They're two guys of Team Pazuzu, if you know that side team on the indie scene. And I see them taking it this one. This is going to be a hard match, but EYFBO has it in the bag, no doubt. <laughs>
1: No, they're they're great, and I love their work, and I and I and I wish them the best. I, mean, I love watching them work. I don't know too much of the other team, like like you said, I never, I don't know, I've never seen them too much. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm always looking forward to seeing new new talent come across the Tri-State area. So I'm looking forward to seeing them back.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, so what's our House of Glory is about, bringing all different talent in this grand stage. And it's H2G versus Beyond this Friday, Beyond Pro Wrestling, which is yep. more an outside promotion. This is gonna be a great show.
1: Yep, yep. Let's transition over to this um, what is it? The Fatal Uh, 4-Way? Two-Click. Oh yeah, this is going to be the Fatal 4-Way
2: tag match. Two-Click versus the New York Wrecking Crew aka the Trust for Shapiro's side versus the Super Savages which are my boys Caveman and Uh Kia, and a special attraction we got that has been requested by many people. Team Tremendous are coming to House of Glory.
1: Wow. Can you tell some of, the, some of the people who don't know too much about Team Tremendous? I know them well, but can you tell some of the people about them?
2: Team Tremendous, what can I say? If you like top shows and all that, this team is for you.
1: <laughs> Where
2: they're not only – most of the time their theme song is the old Beverly Hills cop theme. Yeah. They have speed. They have the strength. These guys are total opposites, but that makes their team work. Yep. And it's going to be a sight to see against the Super Savages, against the New York Wrecking Crew. And my favorite, too, Click, because I'm a boot party guy. Oh, yeah. But I can't have no favorites for this match, though, because it's all four teams are great. I see this being match of the night, no doubt. No,
1: no I know. And I, I, I love Fiddler 4 You also have also Matt Riddle and Chuck O'Neal. Oh, awesome is... awesome matchups.
2: Yeah, this is an MMA style match. This is gonna be it's funny, you guys were talking about Brock Lesnar and UFC two hundred earlier.
1: Yep. I see this
2: being it needed its own cage right here. Yep.
1: yep, yep. I yep. think Brian yep.
2: needs to bring a lion's den into this arena on Frida.
1: I know, <laughs> I know the octagon is a trademark by the UFC but he needs to sort of like 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 you said, a lion's Den. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, I'm all wrestling, brother. I know my terms. Lions den exactly. is what we needed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, you also have um, Jonathan Gresham against Brian Furrier. Can you tell us about this uh, contest a little bit, if possible? Uh, No problem.
2: Jonathan Gresham, we just saw him at the last show. He had his match against Johnny Silver. It was a great That's match. Right. The crowd loved it. Yep. To me, it was a great match because i have seen a lot of Beyond stuff, so I was well aware of what they can do, and it was great. They did not fall to any... Line. And Brian Fury now, this guy, I've seen a lot of his work with JT Dunn. This guy is a technical wrestler as well. It's going to be a hard-hitting match. I know a lot of people are going to go crazy for the strikes these guys could do. So it's a wait and see for Friday, I guess. I know.
1: I know. I know. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I, I do remember that was like the second match, Gresham and Silver. Or Silver yeah,
2: that – yeah, I felt the only problem was a lot of guys did not know about Beyond Wrestling as much. That's right. like, kind of think it fell a little flat at one point,
1: yep.
0: but
2: now I know this this card is going to make sure nobody, and I repeat, nobody does not know Beyond Wrestling after this.
1: Right, no, no, I know. I'm pretty sure after this, yeah. they'll, they'll definitely, you know, run and check it out.
2: Yeah, Definitely.
1: All right. We have also the lovely Sonya Strong, was also a guest on my show. You know, big supporter of the show of Choked Out Radio. She's on one-on-one against Tufisto. Tufisto wasn't her original opponent. Can you tell us what happened? With uh,
2: yeah. She was supposed to originally face Jordine Grace. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry to what happened to her. Hopefully she, re- she returns soon. Who knows? House of Glory is going to try to get her on for a later date. We hope okay. she returns as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm from what I'm hearing, I believe it was an arm injury that occurred. Okay. I'm not too sure on that. But I do know this match is still going to be one hell of a match. Sonia Strong and Lufisto, the queen of House of Glory, like we like to call it, the leader of the Strong Army. Yep. She's going to represent us without a doubt. So I hope Sonya Strong comes at it. She's going to be ready for Lufisto. And good luck to both on Friday.
1: No, I know. I know. I've seen her work with Hank Flanders, you know, very physical. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that with, with the men, even. And nevertheless, with, you know, her, you know what I mean?
2: I see she's, I'm hoping that's what she does to Lufisto, have Flanders in her mind and just get the win.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you also have Tracy Williams, Ken Broadway. Uh, I can't see the guy's name.
2: David uh, Starr, and David then.
1: Star, there you go, there you go. Yep. Yeah, so t- can you tell us about this contest?
2: Yeah, this is going to be, this is one hell of a match. We have hot sauce, Tracy Williams, the guy that I call, because I respect the hell of out of the the elite of H.O.G., Ken Broadway, David Starr, and then we have our own Psycho Lucha, Smiley. It's funny, with me, with this match, I have history with Smiley, I have history with Broadway. Smiley, since I've gone to H.O.G., I've been known to carry a sign with me. Uh-huh. That reads, Smiley is a puto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Smiley, if you're listening to this, you're still a puto to me, brother. But so you've <laughs> gained my respect. And I see him pulling another crazy match, just like he did against EY on our last show. Please catch the replay. We have the video on demand, yep. HouseofGlory.net. It's one hell of a show that we just had. Yep,
1: that was and th-
2: this is going to be a match where all four, Tracy Williams is one of the guys... That if you've seen him on the indie scene, you know what he can do. He can do and what he's possible when he's in the ring with any talent. So Ken Broadway, the elite of H.O.G. David Starr, who just was that close last H.O.G. show from walking out one half of the tag team champions, and Smiley. This is going to be a main event caliber match right there. We're going to no. have matches of the night all night long. I know. <laughs> it,
1: looks like, it looks like a super card, man. And then of course you have Andy Gangle who I'm a big fan of, uh, against uh, JT Dunn, Death by Oof. Elbow. So tell us about this.
2: This match right here is, I'm hoping, we still haven't announced anything yet, so don't quote me on it, but it may be for the elite title. Okay. So this the first time ever when that elite title was on the line, it was JT Dunn, Gango, and Broadway for that title all in there. So who knows, Death by Elbow may get a shot. But I would just say this, uh, both men should watch out, because the true elite champion, I'm quoting here, because Ken Broadway won the last time. That was my opinion on it. <laughs> Ken Broadway should be champion, but they have to both watch out because that kick may be coming for Death by Elbow or for the rogue, Anthony Gango. But who I see winning this match, I got to go for H.O.G.'s Anthony Gango
1: Right, of course
2: Because JT may be One of the best On the indies Luckily he's been able To work PWG He's done a lot Even with The great Chris Hero But I see Gangone Taking this one
1: Right, right No, no It looks like a good card um, And if you're in the area like, like I said In my opening monologue Like You got you have a lot of choices man, But you know This wouldn't be a bad one You know You have the mess If you're a sports fan you, you have the soccer game If you're You know If you're from Columbia Peru And then you have of course, you have the House of Glory on Friday, so you have a lot of choices. But hey, we have
2: bad. an open bar. We'll have our TV set on the games. If you want, just come out. <laughs>
1: this,
2: this is an event you cannot miss. If you're a exactly. wrestling fan
0: exactly. at
2: all, this is the match. You This is what you need to pump up for Sunday's Money in the Bay because that's an indie card right there. No, AJ exactly. Styles versus Zena, and then you have Rollins and Romans. Of if course. you want to see guys like that, you come to HOG because we've had AJ Styles. He's yeah, I one know. Of our guys as well.
1: I missed so it a couple of years it. Ago, I know. I regret it. I regret it, you know. I blame my wife. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. No, no, but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, agree. I agree. Let's transition to the week after, you know, Combination wrestling, new up and coming. Oh, 20, here we go. BCW. Then, yeah, you know, main event, you have uh King a <clears throat> personal friend of mine, going one-on-one against Lertorious, uh 187 Homicide, who Homicide was a veteran, Uh, From TNA, et cetera. Uh, What what can we expect from this contest?
2: Right here, all I'm going to say right now is all hail the king. (laughs) Because I may be the rookie with BCW, but I'll say this the king of New York is on a hot streak. I see him, even though this is a veteran right here with the 187 homicide, and having Julius Smokes right in his corner, I still see Negro taking it because homicide is not seeing what Negro can do. E.C. Negro is basically trying to do just what even Rollins does.
0: Every
2: match he adapts to whoever he's facing. Last show, if you got to see it, you saw Moose and Bull James, a.k.a. Bull Dempsey, or FK. We're going to go kayfabe on him. (laughs) Bull James and (laughs) Negro still pulled it out. So I see Homicide. I'm a Homicide fan, (laughs) but I still see Negro taking the wins.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, Bree Combination is new. Uh Bree Combination Wrestling BCW, up and Coming uh organization. Had their first show a couple of months ago, had their second show May thirteenth, which I was there as well. And their next show is on Saturday the twenty fifth. Um, for more information just go on their Facebook page, Bree Combination Wrestling. Um, all right, um, and then you also have a special attraction match between Team Pazuzu, Ricky Sanchez, and Jaka against the Super Savages. Can you tell us about this match?
2: Yeah, this match, again, you see some HOG, H-O-G guys. BCW is trying to get everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's giving a shot at BCW because this is brief combinations. It's a combination of all-around indies. This is going to be a show that you have to see if you're an all-around indie guy, guys from HOG. Tier 1, Evolve, I'm going to put everybody's hat in there because that's what BCW is. It's all out there. So you have Super Savages, which are what we just talked about, Caveman and Mantequilla, who are having that fatal four-way this week at Hodge. They're getting into a war now with Team Pazuzu, which is Jaka and Pinky Sanchez, who's on a roll from last show. We'll get into that a little later with the flight night match. But these two are going to be... I see a lot of flying in this match. I'll just say that. A lot no, of know. flying, and it's yeah. going to be something that you have to be there in person to just witness the craziness that will be this first tag team match of the night.
1: No, I know, I know. I, You know, I, I love Pinky Sanchez's work. I believe he's the uh, first qualifier for the finals of the flight night turn you know, whatever six-way. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, it's very. It's
2: a difficult match to explain, but we'll get
1: into that. I remember when I was there, one of the uh, commentators, Peter Rosado, was trying to like explain it, and I know one of the like fans was trying to take over the show. It was kind of annoying, but it's very difficult to explain. Can you explain it to, you, <laughs> to the people here? Yeah,
2: here, this is what, what it is. Flight Night is a six-way match. Now it's a tournament that's being run for a title at the end of it. Our first flight night match was at the last show, which was Friday the 13th, which is Pinky Sanchez, Isaiah Cassidy, Sam Shields, Black Gs, Sebastian Cage, and Smiley. Yep. That first match what consisted of you have to get a pinfall. Mm. Two guys will be allowed to get pinfalls during the match. The first guy to get a pinfall will have a break until the second fall occurs. Right. Now... Pinky Sanchez took that advantage, got the first pinfall, and literally sat in front of us because I know you were there with me and he was yep. just right there.
1: Right there, yeah. we're
2: like, okay, we're just going to block our view. Yep. The next fall happens, he gets to run in and he took his advantage because that's the, that's the point of the match. Try to take advantage of the second fall because you can win instantly yep. if you take advantage. So it's 2 That third fall is the deciding factor.
1: Yep. If you get that
2: third fall, you're qualifying, and you're moving on to the final six. Got it. All
1: right. So that's what Mickey Sanchez clinched. Got it. (laughs) Yep. And
2: now we're moving on to our volume two, because these are by volume. Yep. We're already planning our volume three, and we're still on two.
1: Right. Our
2: our second one is going to have just announced Kono, who was at FTW this past week, doing a great action. Yep. We have Kona We have Dickie Moon He's going to be something interesting to watch At BCW next week mm-hmm. The veteran Grim Reefer If yep. you know anything about indies Grim Reefer is a top guy Maxwell yep. Jacob Feinstein I had to say his name properly Because if not he'll <laughs> kick my ass For not saying it right
1: I know The entitled
2: one <laughs> then we have K.O. Southside's Mike Donovan. This guy, I know just him and Grimm are going to have a war, and then you add the other four to it, and we still have one spot left. (laughs) I'm not going to spoil who it is yet. I'll just give Uh, you one hint. He's just going to make an impact. I'll just say that.
1: Nice, nice. All right, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So we'll see what happens. So again, the rule is: first two get a pinfall. The is uh, a six-way. First two get a pinfall. Then no those two guys square off. The winner of that clinches uh, gets the win. Yep. Got and you. then they'll
2: make it to the final six. We already have Pinky. Yep.
1: That's who makes
2: it to final six.
1: They got it. Got it. Okay. And Good.
2: talking about six, let's divide that by half, and we were gonna have our greatest three-way. Yep. which is supposed to be Papa Don, Riot Rays, and Kyle the Beast. Too bad. Wow. Kyle the Beast, I'm not sure what happened with that. I think he's, he may be with something else. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make our next show.
1: Right. So
2: BCW did not worry. And instead of canceling it and everything, we decided to have two singles matches that are not going to disappoint. With having... Ride Ray's take on the future of BCW, Sebastian Cage.
1: Okay, good.
2: And you saw Cage at the last show. You know what he can do. This guy, yeah, yep. he's definitely the future of BCW. This guy can fly. He has some talent. He'll be taking on Ray's, who at the last show was in a Monsters Mayhem match. Yep. What he can do in a Fatal Four, we imagine what he can do in a singles yeah. Yep, yep,
1: yep. Exactly. And- and- who is the Greek Papadon fighting, Greek god fighting?
2: Oof. Pop, the Greek god will be taking on a man who's, if not equal to his ego, even greater as Riel. Oh, wow. This match is going to be egotistical to the max. I can say that. Both guys are great athletes, though, and I see them. If not, this match could be match of the night, in my opinion. Oh, wow. You no. Know? Because the last one that he just had of EA James stole the show, I see them yep. having an awesome show.
1: No, no, I'm looking forward to it. I love Greek God's work. Work. And I think work. Uh, this, this match will be no exception. Um, next, let's transition over to the women's match. Still Sonya song <laughs> against Willow Nighting- Nightingale?
2: Nightingale, yeah.
1: Nice, nice. All right, good. So, you know, we just spoke about Sonya Strong on the House of Glory show. I love Willow Nightingale's work. Uh, Can you tell us about this match?
2: This match, ironically, was set up at the last one as well. Having Sonya Strong come out during Eric Jaden and Steve Scott's match, that just gave the crowd a reaction like, we want Sonya Strong in the ring. Right. But just actually wrestling during Willow Nightingale's last match, where, in fact, she was screwed against MJ Jenkins. Yep. But, like the ref says, unless he sees it, it's not cheating. so Maybe she wasn't screwed. <laughs> but so this match, without a doubt, is going to be, not to pun it, but it's going to be a strong style match.
1: Yep.
2: Because Willow's looking for revenge. Sonia Strong is no pushover. This is going to be a hell of a, a women's match right here. BCW only brings the best, so it will be a great match.
1: Good, good, good. Excellent. All right, let's go over the uh, special attraction match. Uh, Eric Jaden against the Concrete Rose, Sonny Kiss. Can you tell us about the special attraction match?
2: Yeah, this match, that's why I had to bring up Eric Jaden's name on the last one because I knew he'll be next. And we're having him. He actually accepted Sonny Kiss's, sorry to say Sonny, Sonny's open challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Sonny Kiss laid down the open challenge to anyone and the authority of sexiness, Eric Jaden, actually accepted to do another role because he's already beaten Steve Scott the last year. And now he wants to take out the concrete rose Sonny Kiss. Eric Jaden, I feel like he may get the win in this one. He's He's literally hot on a roll right now. But we'll have to wait to see next Saturday.
1: Wow! 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 Yeah, interesting. I, I'm looking forward to that next Saturday. Uh, you have flawless and lawless in action, right? Who are in a, or, or you know, sport, or, in, or fighting or competing. Who are they competing against?
2: Oh, this was just announced. I don't even think a few hours ago. We finally have the two that General Romero has chosen, handpicked. Oh wow! And the new a Pro heavyweight champion, Mario Bucara. Wow. And Joseph Von Schmidt. I had to learn how to pronounce his name because if not, (laughs) and Chappell would kill me. Yep. (laughs) These two are just monsters in the ring. Mario Bocchera, who's known for his arm breaker. I feel bad for Flawless Lawless because this is not going to be a flawless victory for them. No, no, no. I see the general not even having to worry about these guys. This match is to determine if Lawless gets the victory. The stipulation is they get a match against Romero. Yep. That was decided at Friday the 13th. Now, this was all made so General doesn't have to compete at Summer on Smash. But BCW, we have decided now it's going to be General Romero still in the ring on that night against a true American patriot, Dick Justice.
0: Yep. So,
2: now this match, I see it's going to be a flag versus flag, because you know Dick Justice is all about the USA, and with General Romero being known as El Chapo, it's going to be a sight to see. (laughs) At the last show, Blake Morris, aka Mr. Flawless, tried to show his American pride, but... I see Dick Justice making sure the USA's fold that note.
1: <laughs> wow, and that is like a, another nice, awesome, um, independent wrestling card. Um, you know, in the month of June, so both the House of Glory, you know, June 7th, this Friday, June 17th, is going to put on a great show. BCW looks like it's going to put on a great show. <laughs> What are your final you know, comments before we you know, transition? We have about like nine minutes. We'll to talk about NXT for a little bit. Um, yeah. What are your final thoughts you know, before we wrap up to the next topic regarding?
2: I'll say both shows, it's, they're must-see because House of Glory is all about the best action out there. It's, a, it's shows that you're going to want to see because those are future WWE guys. Like I said, we've had AJ Styles. We've had... P.J. Black, a.k.a. Justin Gabriel. We've had Johnny Mundo, John Morrison. These matches, you'll see them in the WWE Sunda. Like, look at the Cruiserweight Classic. We've had T.J. Perkins. Yep. We've had a few of the guys that have been in this now tournament, which our, our best trainer, Amazing Red, should have been in that tournament. Yep. I'm going on the record now, but that's a story for, the, for another day. And with BCW, these guys have been Showed anything yet It's going to be an awesome Awesome show that you have to come out Next Saturday The Elks Lodge for BCW Summer on Smash The biggest party of the summer This Friday June 17th NYC Arena House of Glory Versus Beyond If you're in the NYC Arena you love indie wrestling You love wrestling in general These two shows are for you
1: no, no, definitely not. Thank you for that. Thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Um, all right, so you have, of course, NXT Brooklyn coming up on August the 20th, the night, or uh, around there, the night before SummerSlam. We just had the NXT takeover the end. A um, couple of takeaways from you know, from this. I thought, you know, if you letter grade it, I would say it's a B, plus, in my opinion. Uh, you had a great matchup with Balor and Joe. We all know Joe was a victor. Where do you see Finn Balor from here? You see, um, does he square off against Nakamura? Is that his farewell match, or does he get called up now, or is he like in between, like, like Kevin Owens was last year? What do you think I see that?
2: him I see him, if anything, he's going to end up competing at both shows. Hmm. I see him doing just like Owens did. He's going to have his match at takeover. He has to go against Nakamura one time before he goes. They have to put that Japanese match on here.
0: because
2: yeah. everybody that when Nakamura was signed that was your first thought, Nakamura versus Balor. We yep. need Shinsuke Nakamura versus Prince Devitt. So this has to be his farewell match. Yep. And I see him still going up with the club during SummerSlam. Some way he has to make it. But it was still like the last show, it was a great match against Joe. Mm-hmm. I think Samoa Joe needs another challenger instead of having just Balor, Nakamura, yes. Because Nakamura is not ready to be champion yet, so I doubt they'll put him against Joe, have him against Balor, have yep. this be Balor's farewell, and have Nakamura then at the next takeover get his shot.
1: No, no, I agreed. I agreed. Now, my question to you is, does he get, does Balor get called up, you know, around draft time, a little bit after, a little bit before, or does he get just get called up to the main roster, SummerSlam, I don't know, you know, after SummerSlam? I
2: see him being that surprise draft pick. (laughs) Right, He's going to be that draft pick that everybody's like, okay, they have this guy, they have this guy. Holy cow, it's Finn Balor. (laughs) Because they need that edge with this draft. Because everybody's doubting it now. Like, it's not going to work. We have too many championships, too many guys. What's going to happen? And they need that, okay, this might work. They need a new face, and Finn Balor is that face, I see. Yeah, Even yeah. though he may be a heel, I see him going up as a heel, though. No, no, I agree,
1: I agree. Because uh, all the
2: guys from NXT have come up, Kevin Owens was a dominant heel, Sami Zayn has been faced,
1: yep. we've had
2: Enzo and Cass face, we've had too many NXT guys come up that way. We need a dominant heel, and I see Finn Balor doing it.
1: No, I I agree. I got to go quick because uh, I got to, you know, let you go in about two minutes for my next guest, my final guest. But, of course, we had Asuke, uh Retain against Diane Jack. We had uh, the Revival beat – oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The Dash and Dawson, they beat Gable and Jordan, yes. Uh, became the yeah, the hit. Revival. <laughs> yeah, that no, is I'm sorry, right. I messed up. up. Uh, uh, TNA of course, he beat his debut match against Ty Dillinger. Let's talk about Bobby Roode. Who made his uh, debut in ring debut at NXT Downloader Festival in the UK? Where do you you know? Do, do you think Bobby Roode signed? Like, what's your opinion on that?
2: Bobby Roode. It was something that even at the Takeover special, just that little segment. It's funny how I even marked out to that because just having Bobby Roode associated with WWE right now is golden. It's a golden opportunity because we're getting Austin Aries, Shinsuke Nakamura, Balor, Joe. And now, Bobby Roode, all associated with WWE, it's crazy how that shift is coming. We're getting associated with these guys, and it's like, the product is getting even better right now. WWE and NXT is the place to be. And how do I forget, even Eric Young is associated now with NXT. NXT. That begs the question: Where's Eric Young right
1: now? <laughs> no, nah, that was my question to you. Actually, I was gonna to you. You know, we, Triple H had a, a conference call with some, you know, some, you know, with the media or investors, whatever, right before yeah. take over, Mentioned on the call that Rude, you know, didn't have a contract working on it. Eric Young didn't have a contract working on it. Do you think that's a uh, you know, do you call BS on that? Do you think they have deals or do you think they're really not working on a deal right now?
2: I think now definitely Bobby Roode is signed already because he's already had a few dark matches. He's doing I believe he'll actually get shown next week because they just showed tonight they had Nakamura and Balor officially signed for TakeOver Brooklyn but now I see by next week they finally showed Bobby Roode as a signed guy. Eric Young I'm hoping because it would be awesome to get to see a Bobby Roode versus Eric Kidd match on an NXT show. But I guess time will tell because WWE knows what they're doing because that was a mark-out moment this weekend. So let's see.
1: No, no, I, I agree. All right, man, thank you for coming on. I wish we would have gotten got that depth, depth more uh, with the NXT, but it's been a pleasure having you, you know, from your perspective, you know, plug. The House of Glory show Friday, and, and plug the BCW the week after, and, and, and talk a little NXT. I appreciate you coming on.
2: Yeah, thank you, brother. This has been an honor. Always love the show. It's been an honor to get to plug two of the great shows that are going to happen, and two of the great brands that are happening for yep. New York wrestling.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much, and um, you know, ho- hope to see you at one of the shows. <laughs> thank you, brother. Hey, just let me give one plug in. Yeah, please, you can hit, if any other opinions
2: you guys want to hear about wrestling, come listen to our show as well, the Heel Turn Wrestling Podcast, which we know we're always giving you guys shout-outs, too. So
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. We're both it. great no,
2: podcasts. Please. We do indie wrestling. We do all kinds. Come listen to me, where I'm known as The Raymond on Heel Turn. Have a great night, guys. Thank you again for letting me on the show, brother. See you at Thank House of Glory. This weekend.
1: All right, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right, thanks. bye Ladies and gentlemen, that was Raymond Sanchez, fan correspondent. Give me 1 second. Hey, Jobber's Court. You're on the air. How are you guys?
0: We're doing good. How you doing? This is the doing Wise good. Old Owl. Uh,
1: welcome back. Welcome back. How's everything?
0: Good. Thanks. Thanks for having us back. We appreciate it.
1: No, nah, no problem, brother. No problem, you know. Um I had a little technical difficulty, so I'm doing this
0: via cell phone. But, hey, I've been running
1: a decent show, actually, uh, for myself. So so far, so good. <laughs>
0: and I'm on the cell phone as well. I just left work, so I'm on the cell phone as well. Uh,
1: got it, got it, got it. Awesome, awesome. All right, man, so um, there's a lot to discuss. Um, what I wanted to shed light on, which we ha- I haven't really discussed, is the draft a little bit. It's coming up July 19th, of course money in the bank has to happen first. Who do you think uh goes on Raw? Who do you think goes on SmackDown? It's it's a very interesting conversation. Um let's start with the championship. Uh, you know, historically in the beginning, uh if you remember the original draft, um uh, back in 2002, the brand extension, you had you know, the undisputed champion on both shows. Eventually, a couple of months later, they kind of like disputed the titles. What do you think happens here? Um do you think Roman Reigns is on both shows initially, do you think eventually we get to see the WCW World, you know, heavyweight championship again, the gold, the Brick Flair belt? What are your thoughts on that?
0: To be honest with you, you know, we we discussed this before in our on our own podcast and uh-huh. it was it was a split consensus to be honest. Uh me personally, I think that after all, all the trouble, all, all the drama, everything that occurred to get this one undisputed title, it's going to be a little bit difficult to sell, splitting the the title into two shows. But at the same time, if you want to be able to give someone else an opportunity and put them as the main the main person, it does make sense. So it, it, it's really it's so, it's so subjective and personal. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a second title just because I think that we do have wrestlers at a level where even the fans might want to see them as a champion, even if it is representing one brand. No, I
1: agree. You know, WWE did a great job, I would say, the first four or five years with with the brand split. You know, the the heavyweight was just as equal, but then, like, towards the end, when everyone was everyone, like, being on Raw, basically, and all, like, the wasteland on SmackDown, it became almost like the IC title towards the end. But but I agree with you. I agree if, you know... I, they went through a lot of trouble to to unify the belts at the end of 2013, I believe. Um, if they dispute and and, and bring us, oh, the world heavyweight back, I would be upset. I actually gave a lot of opportunities for like an AJ or like a Cesaro that they probably wouldn't get normally under the current setup. Does that make sense? It,
0: it makes sense, and it, it just popped to my to my mind. You know, if they were to decide not to bring another title just because of the just to keep that undisputed. Mm-hmm. they would need to use one of the titles we have currently, like, the, for example, the Intercontinental title, and definitely bring the prestige that that title deserves because when you see the history of yeah. who's wearing it, it's who's yeah. who. And oh, it yeah. reminds me almost like NJPW. They have their the, their heavyweight title and they have their Intercontinental title, and sometimes which yeah. one's bigger than which depends on who's wearing it. So they exactly. could also do something like that.
1: Exactly. You brought up a good point to transition uh, as far as mid-card titles now, um, do you see the IC on SmackDown or the IC on Raw, and the US on on SmackDown? What do you, which titles do you think? Which title goes on Raw? Which title do you think goes on SmackDown? You think?
0: If they really are trying to build SmackDown as not just your B level talent, but to actually give it its own, like you know what, this show also represents the A title. A title. It would be quite surprising to see the IC title in SmackDown, but. If we follow history, I would think it would stay in Raw, and then probably either the Cruiserweight title or the U.S. title, something like that, be put in SmackDown to to represent. No, no,
1: I, I I agree to disagree. I think I I agree with you to an extent, but at the same time, I think if you're gonna do any
0: sort of shakeup
1: or 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 must see that first week or first couple of weeks, whatnot, I think the IC would have to go to SmackDown in the U.S. on Raw. I think just. I
0: don't know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, it <laughs> you know. sounds good. It, like I said, you know, if if they wanna let the audience know, hey, you know, SmackDown's not gonna be your just your secondary show now that it's gonna go live as well, and exactly. definitely uh, a, a good uh, potential IC title there, and give it the prestige it deserves. it, yeah, definitely, it could work.
1: I agree with you, man. You had like you said the who's who, whether it's Michaels, or Triple H, or Rock, or Austin. You know, if you go all the way back to Pat Patterson, Greg Valentine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, of, of who's who in pro wrestling, honky tonk warrior, wearing you know, a lot of uh, former Hall of Famers and you know, former champions, so to speak. So, uh, good point, good point there. Um, tag team. We have a, they have a, they have a lot of tag teams. I'm not gonna lie, they have about eight or nine, whether you think they're relevant or not. <laughs> we don't know, <laughs> well, you know, but well, we have about eight or nine. Of course, we have a lot of tag teams. I was talking to the previous guest. Um, we were talking about the revival, talking about uh, Gable and Jordan. Now, what do you think happens with the tag team? It's in a weird spot. I wouldn't want it disputed. I don't think they have enough tag teams to do, you know, a, a, a raw and a SmackDown championship. I do see the new day if they're whoever the champion is going both shows. What are your thoughts on that? As far as the tag team?
0: That that one is, is quite difficult because if they do bring more NXT wrestlers up and they do have quite a few good teams on NXT that they, they might actually increase the number of tag teams that the main roster would have. Uh, having said that, you know, if they go that route, it might be best to split it because one of the biggest complaints that you you read or 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 hear is the fact that you have one wrestler showing up on both shows and people are getting like oversaturated, and I would hate to yep. see that happen with the New Day, although it's pretty much what's been happening so far, and their momentum has continued to carry forward. So they no. they might be they might be the only ones that could actually get away with being on both shows. But if they do bring NXT tag teams, I can see once again having a split where we have a SmackDown tag team champions and then we will have uh, the Raw tag team champions.
1: No, I, I agree. I, I think for now, I mean, you would have to keep it one, uh, um, but until you build a lot of depth. And New Day, as long as they keep it on a New Day, I think they'll do a great job um, mm-hmm. But it. Um, as far as the women, you know, they they went through an extreme to unify the Divas and the Women's Championship, and now they rebranded it as a Women's Championship. I don't see, uh, a, again, a separate uh, championship to you as far as for the women?
0: No. no, I don't think for the women they. I would see it uh I, I think the women's division when they transitioned from Divas to women's division they definitely were going up but, but unfortunately due to injuries and and I think mainly injuries and sometimes the storylines kinda of got a little bit weak again. I definitely would not think that this at this time there should be two women representing the championship, whether it be SmackDown or Raw. I think just one having one will be good and definitely make sure the storylines make sense. If you're going to keep it in Raw, make sure that it makes sense in Raw, And or she's going to have a feud in SmackDown, and definitely make sure that it stays within SmackDown. But that, that's always the biggest thing. Like, when you decide a feud on either brand, it's going to be, like, okay, so you're staying in SmackDown, but somebody deserves it on Raw. So that's going to be a tough one. I don't think they have enough women right now to represent two champions.
1: Yeah, um I listened to you know a couple of podcasts and and or uh, video shows that I watch one of them is church our reality to the rest of the and Justin Labar was talking about how maybe now with this brands being split you could have more than just one storyline right now it seems like it's always the whoever's chase, you know whoever's you know feuding like feuding against Charlotte but after that there's no like grudge female feuds so hopefully now with you know with the third if it's still three hours raw we don't even know that but if it's still mm-hmm. three hours you're gonna need Time to fill, especially that third hour. Why not have a secondary feud? What are
0: your thoughts on that? Just a secondary feud, like someone else other than just the the one. Right, it, right, it, exactly. It, it would it would be good, I, I, I guess. But again, I think that the the main thing is: are we going to have one person like representing, not representing, but being on both shows the same week? Right. And like I said, we we mentioned before how some folks lost their star power because people were getting too saturated. I think Dean Ambrose is the best example. Yeah. When you saw Dean Ambrose on Raw and then on SmackDown, at first it was welcome, but then all of a sudden it was like, man, I'm just seeing you way too much. And yeah. Yeah. win or lose or DQ, whatever happens, you're mm-hmm. just way too much on, on TV. So yeah. that that was a tough one. Feuding, two people feuding on the same show? Yeah, that makes that makes good sense. Mm-hmm. And But one champion having a feud on both shows, they better have those writers <laughs> in line because that that would be a tough one to a tough one to pull unless you have good story to keep yeah, no, the audience.
1: I agree. The only other way it'll probably work if it's if the women are exclusively on one show. I mean, that's the only other way. But I don't know. I don't know if they would go that far. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Um. Now I'm not gonna tell you. Let's go, do a mock draft. But if you was to think, uh, let's say of the top, let's say I I already have it because I wrote an article about it, so I kind of know in my head. Who I think should go where? Um, who do you think goes to Raw? As far, you know, let's say your top five or six people, uh, and, and who are your top five for Raw? Or your top five or six for SmackDown? You think? How do you think it'll? How do you think they'll split it?
0: Or how do you think so, they some, do it? Yeah, something that I read, and and I think it makes uh, a lot of sense is you know keep Roman Reigns on Raw. Like right now, he is your champion, so it makes sense to keep him on Raw. Yeah. Keep Seth Rollins. Uh, since he got back immediately, he's the title contender. So definitely keep Seth Rollins, regardless of what happens Men in the bank, definitely keep them two in Raw. Maybe even Dean Ambrose, you know, keep people, keep the fans guessing whether there ever be a shoot reunion. So definitely keep those two in Raw. But to give SmackDown some value, John Cena and SmackDown definitely, I think, would would, would up the value of SmackDown. Definitely it would be a live show. AJ Styles, if you if you put him there and keep this feud going, that definitely also makes for good TV. And maybe, who knows, a Finn Balor. People keep talking about Finn Balor making his yep. main roster debut soon. So those three in SmackDown and the, and the first thing I mentioned in Raw, I think will, it will definitely give it a good momentum. Send Kevin Owens to Raw, I mean yep. to SmackDown, I think that would also help. Yep. And, you know, and even Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn can be in either one because yep. if we want to keep the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens feud, Keep yep. doing SmackDown. That definitely will give SmackDown some good star power. Nah, you know what's funny? I,
1: I um, I, um, some of most of what you said, I kind of have in my top five, top six. I definitely want to see Rollins, you know, still feud with Reigns on Raw, especially Reigns being the champion. I actually have Finn Balor also as a draft pick for Raw. <laughs> Interesting mm-hmm. enough. I also have Samoa Joe calling up. I, I believe he's not going to just be, like, one guy. I believe – I don't want to call it Raid. Raid is a, is a negative connotation to it, but I, I believe there's going to be a, a lot of call-ups, especially now with uh, with two brands, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I definitely see Samoa Joe. I don't know I, I don't know what – you know, he's, I know he's still champion. Can he still do what Kevin Owens did? I definitely see Samoa Joe on, on Raw. Um, I definitely see John Cena on SmackDown. You know, John Cena reminds me of, like, The Undertaker, that veteran presence. Uh, that, that, that hook, that star power, you know, to make you watch Tuesday night. Cesaro, I definitely see it on SmackDown as well. Sami Zayn win on SmackDown. The, the Miz, like I said, I, I think the IC is going to go on, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see The Miz once he comes back from filming his movie. And Dean, and Dean Ambrose, I think I agree with you. I think they want to, like, they eventually want to have that shield a triple threat, and that's why I think they're gonna put Ambrose on SmackDown. I think to kind of separate it and just I don't know make the fans wait a little bit. I don't know. That's my opinion on that.
0: And, and and even it would be good to every now and then, not always, but every now and then, just bring somebody out of the blue into Raw from SmackDown, just maybe for like a a quick feud or a, or pay per view surprise show. That definitely would. Will make it interesting, especially, like you said, if they separate them. Yep. That Nobody would ever think of a shoe reunion. Then if all of a sudden, here comes Dean Ambrose with SmackDown just for a, a, a quick storyline. That would definitely make for good storylines. No, no,
1: exactly. No, no. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. You know, initially I was against it, you know, the draft, because, you know, because I, I, you know, I like their formula, what they have now. They just, the writing it just has to improve. But I, I like what they have now. But I guess... I guess, you know, with the brands being split, there's a lot of people that they could push uh, that they normally wouldn't push. So that's kind of why I kind of changed my, swerve my opinion. What's your whole opinion on it uh, initially? And then they kind of re the brand and now they're kind of splitting a little again. Like, what are your thoughts on that? On,
0: on, the, on the whole brand split? split in general,
1: on, on the split in general.
0: I really do. I think it, a lot of the storylines were getting stale, and, and, and not just the storylines, you know, just scenes... Some of the stars lose their star power because you're seeing them so many times a week. Not Raw, SmackDown. If you follow super stuff, you follow other things on the on the network. You are kind of seeing them way too much, and I think it also gives some of the names that you haven't seen for a while that you didn't even realize were still being were still paid employees of the WWE. It gives it gives you a chance to maybe see finally Zach Wright and not just have 24 hours of fame, but actually have a good championship run or or some of the other guys from the from the make card. So it, it helps. And with NXT being so saturated all of a sudden with all these veterans, it doesn't even look like a development league anymore. Uh, it looks like it's I own agree. brand. I if you bring these guys up, start using them properly as the veterans that they are to push some of the new guys and keep bringing some newer guys into NXT to develop them, then definitely it it splits things into what it should be. The two main roster brands, and then your NXT becomes your development um, league or yeah, well, branch it, once again.
1: You're right. No, 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 no. I agree. I agree. I totally agree with what you said. You know, uh, right now NXT is, is the the alternative third brand. Is the you know the alternative to Raw and SmackDown, and
0: and it has uh, the who's who of
1: a uh, of independent wrestling plus they develop talent. So they're in a great spot. Um, and I think, and like Triple H said on this conference call, you know, even if they call up. Balor and Joe, they still have about I don't know 60, 70 people training in the in the uh, developmental center in Orlando. Plus, of course, you know they're gonna sign other people from around the country, uh, from Honor oh, or New Japan. So they're not gonna stop here. So, <laughs> so definitely, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I spoke a little bit earlier with one of my guests, but I just want to talk strictly predictions with you. In the main event for Money in the Bank, what happens this Sunday? Between Reigns and Rollins, like, what do you think? What's your opinion, or your guys' opinions, as far as uh, who comes out victorious?
0: Uh, not not sure what my other two co-hosts think, but uh, I think Reigns is gonna win again. Um, part of me wishes that Seth, Seth Rollins wins because he never really did lose the title; it mm-hmm. was through the injury that he had to relinquish it. Yeah. But this push that they've been giving Roman Reigns—if it were to just stop out of the blue because Seth came back. It wouldn't really make sense, you know. They, they've, you've gone through the boos, you've gone through the, the hate messages online and stuff, and it seems like they, the WWE has really pushed them. So I think for storyline's sake and for as much as they push them, correction will be for Reigns to win, and then continue on this feud through the the other major pay per views are coming up, whether it's them two one on one, whether it's a, a surprise third person within raw or like I said, even within SmackDown, but so much depends on what's gonna happen. Are you know, are we gonna have one champion, we're we gonna have two champions, but specifically for money in the bank, I think because of everything that the WWE has done, Reigns should be the one to come on top.
1: I I agree. Yeah, after all the stuff they has been through, I don't think they're gonna take the belt away from him again. <laughs> um as far as the money in the bank itself, of course you have Zayn, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens and Alberto de Rio. Um what do you think comes out with your prediction of this match?
0: I really hope Kevin Owens comes out on top. You know, no I I'm not sure if people will agree with me, but I think the one person that has the star power right now is Kevin Owens. I don't think no one has any more than he does. I know a lot of people have mentioned his looks, his not having that athletic look that even, that makes it even better. The fact that he can do so many things that some of the guys with the body type can do is amazing, and nobody beats him right now with his mic skills. I think John Cena probably be the the top one to beat him. I think even The Miz, as much as people don't like him, he's he's pretty good on the mic. But Kevin Owens right now is is only second to John Cena, so he has the total be the guy carrying the money in the bank briefcase throughout maybe six months or whatever it takes, but you know he'll be letting everybody know I am the Money in the Bank winner, <laughs> win or lose, his matches. So I really think he he should be the one to win. Now, I've heard people, you know, have good arguments for Cesaro, good arguments for Sami Zayn, but I really think Kevin Owens throughout his time in the main roster has really proved himself. Wow, wow. Um,
1: no, I agree. I think Owens should to win it. Uh, federal Four Way. Who do you think uh, pulls it off? Uh, pulls it off? New Day, the Club, Bald Villain, Enzo More and Big Cass. Who do you think wins the tag team? Who walks out tag team champions?
0: I think the New Day is gonna is gonna come out on top. Uh, do I want them to come out on, on top? Not really. I think they're they're getting close to breaking the record for holding the belts and under the Freebirds rule. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that, but I think they're gonna come on top. Enzo and Cass. We're not even able to get the NXT titles, if I'm not mistaken. I saw as over as they've been since they came to the main roster. I just don't think they're ready for it. The Bullet. Oops, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The club. The club. let not. not I, I, I don't need no suit, lawsuit. The club. The way they have been portrayed since they got to the WWE, it's nothing in my opinion, it's nothing compared to the way they were before in the indie circuit or New Japan or whatnot. So giving them the titles right now, I don't think it would look right unless something comes out of it. And then the Villains, they're, they're proving to be more than just a comedy team. They're definitely strict, you know, really good. So at some point I, I see them wearing it, but right now I think the momentum is on the New Day side. These guys are way too over the top right now with the fans. No, I agree with you.
1: I don't think they're going to lose the belt anytime
0: soon. Um,
1: let's talk about the club's uh, colleague, AJ Styles, against John Cena. What do you think happens here? What's your prediction
0: here? I either a disqualification, which will make me pretty angry, mm-hmm. or my pick and my hope is that AJ Styles comes up on top and a jaw-dropper, a clean win. That's what I would like. Um, I'm a big AJ Styles fan from day one, that he started in in TNA, right. and 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 I've seen him in different PWG Ring of Honor, you name it. I've seen I've seen the guy, overseas, um, wrestle, and I really don't think that he has been portrayed as that superstar that he was. Has he had really good matches? Definitely, he's had good matches. Do I think he should have lost? All the matches that he's lost, especially the big ones, not really. So well, I really I, I think. It will be very difficult to book AJ Styles as a, a top heel if he loses cleanly to Cena. Now, the only way for him to lose will be either a disqualification. But if he has a, a clean heel type, because heels don't always have to win by losing—I mean, by cheating—but if he has a really strong outing and he wins cleanly, definitely that will be amazing. And I think he—I think he should be the one to win it. And and nice. that will definitely even help if them two were the, Johnson and himself get drafted at SmackDown. That'll definitely be even more storyline behind it, more power behind it for a feud between them two and whoever else comes up and joins the club. I right, I
1: agree I agree I think um I think they're gonna stretch it till SummerSlam I think I, I agree with you I think AJ Styles uh, pulls it off and gets his first you know pay per view win sadly enough <laughs> six months after his debut. Um, let's transition to the women. Of course, there's no women's title match, which is good. It's not always a, a, a bad thing. It's good, you know, that can stretch Charlotte's reign and really, you know. And anyway, if they were to book the women's match, it would be like fifth, sixth, or seventh on the card. Wouldn't there wouldn't be any meaning? So you have uh, Natalia. You, of course, you have Becky Lynch against Charlotte and Dana Brooke. What do you think happens here as far as storyline wise, if anything?
0: With with no title line Mm-hmm. I I think w- whichever team wins really is not pushing any, anything. So, I would just give the the you know what, I would give the win to Natalia and, and Becky Lynch mm-hmm. because there's really there's really no it it doesn't advance any storyline in my mm-hmm. opinion. But mm-hmm. if Sasha Banks is ready to make a surprise guest appearance, then definitely that will even make it better because I was I would see Charlotte just throwing a fit in the ring, maybe even get even crazier. And then all of a sudden Sasha Banks comes out. That would, that, I think people would just go crazy on it. But this one, whomever wins, I don't think it really is going to push any storyline. This this feud or whatever you want to call it will probably end.
1: No, I know. Uh, U.S. Championship, um, we're, we're almost out of time, but you have the U.S. Uh, championship uh, match between Rusev and Titus O'Neil. You know, Titus O'Neil is coming off a suspension. He's good behind the scenes uh, with the charity events. you know this is a big uh, you know big test for Titus o'Neill if, if he doesn't this match if this match is terrible, I think he's he's, he's done. What are your thoughts on this uh contest if, if anything if all, if at all
0: I think it will be nice to see Titus win because obviously you know he's he's second to John Cena on everything he does outside of the ring. For, for the fans and the folks. But unfortunately, I think Rusev is starting to have this build, this momentum like he, like he did when he debuted. It. So to just take the title away from him out of the blue with this feud that just came out of a few weeks ago, I don't think it's going to be good for business or for the title itself. So I, I, I see Rusev winning. Yeah, I, I agree
1: with you. And last but not least, um, before we wrap up, uh, we were talking um, – oh, no, we weren't talking, but I'm letting you know, again, it's going to be – Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has had a nice, decent push to an extent, winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania. What happens, you think, if anything, in this contest?
0: To make that win valuable and mean something, mm-hmm. Corbin needs to win and win in a way that just stops this feud with Ziggler. That's that's what I think should happen. Corbin should just take it.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree, sir. You know, and, and and at this point, Ziggler, you know, great oversells everything. Great in the ring. You know, his character has been pretty stale for the past, you know, two years. But but he he's a great first feud for Baron Corbin. And you're right. I agree. I I just think that the Corbin should win convincingly and hopefully mm-hmm. move on to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Money in the Bank. Uh, we spoke about the draft a little bit. As far as NXT. Who do you think uh, will be called up next? You think, um, you know, you think it's Ballard Joe, and then we'll wrap up there. So who do you think will be called up next? You know, I I say they're gonna call people up in in waves, and they're gonna call everyone up at once, but they're gonna do it. They're gonna stagnate. Bailey's not gonna come up right away, but you know that's my opinion. But um, who do you think comes up? I, do you I think
0: the, to what was
1: that? Yeah, who do you think are the first people
0: to come up? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> I think I think to give to give. Either show, especially SmackDown, to give to give it a good push. I, I think the veterans should come up. You, like you mentioned before, the Samoa Joes, the Austin Aries, the James. No, not just Arps, or James still should have been there, but he's not. Bobby Roode, which are, which unfortunately once again a big name makes a debut and not even on TV. You have your EYs. Like these, these are guys that can definitely help a SmackDown move forward. I, I really think so. People it, might call it a TNA type reunion, but definitely I think they can help. And and obviously as well, Kashin and Nakamura can definitely do wonders as well. So these these guys can can definitely help. I think the the I'm sorry. The, the oh my gosh, I forgot the names. Another Texan that just beat American Alpha to to regain their oh, the time. revival. The revival. The revival. That's what yeah. that's what I thought. I was kinda yep. confused <laughs> even though they're the NXT champs right now, mm-hmm. they definitely can help the tag team division on on the main roster because they are just an old school with tag team. I just love their their, their wrestling. So I, I would see them coming up. Bailey, some people think that she's not ready yet or or that her star part needs to stay with NXT but hopefully, ho- hopefully, our time comes soon as well. Yeah, I agree, man.
1: All right, man. I'm gonna, uh, our time is up here. You know, we we spoke for about uh 20 minutes or so, and, and I'm wrapping up the show. But thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I think you're, you're one of your co hosts who's calling me, but uh, you know, we were towards the end, so uh, I know. Tell them, don't take it personal.
0: <laughs> I'll let them know, and dude, thanks, thanks for the invite. Always, you know, not just for myself, but I know also my. The Rasquash, King Rasquash, and Outstanding Mr. Outstanding. We love your show, you know, and we appreciate you having us here again. Oh, we, you. we can't wait. We can't wait to have you on our show.
1: I know, I know. Eventually, I gotta come on. I gotta come on. You know, trust me. It'll, it'll be soon. Trust me. Especially now. Once this pay per view is over, there's a lot we could talk about, and, and especially with the draft coming up, there's a lot of speculation and stuff like that. I would love to come on. Well, we gotta. We'll set it up. Definitely set it up.
0: Most definitely. Thank you. All
1: right, man. Thank you so much, man. All right. All right later. Take it. Later, man. Later, man. Later, man. All right, so that was uh, my good old buddies at Jobbers Court. Um, That's going to probably do it for our show here tonight. Uh, Thank you, um, Ron. Thank you, Ron, from uh, Sports Blog. Thank you, Raymond Sanchez, fan correspondent. We spoke about House of Glory, spoke about BCW, and thank you, my good old buddies at Jobbers Court, uh, we spoke about the draft. There's, of course, there's a lot more to talk about in the upcoming weeks um, with the draft. We spoke about money in the bank. Uh, touched a little bit about NXT. Um, it should be real interesting within the next couple of weeks once we find out the final card for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. It was a great show last year. Just, it was uh, the, worth the price of admission just on the women's match alone, uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks in her farewell match or almost a near farewell match um, there. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be, a, it's an interesting time in pro wrestling. You know, you went from WrestleMania breaking records and then, you know, fans complaining, complaining, complaining. And all of a sudden, boom, Brock Lesnar is in the U- in UFC 200. Boom. The rock, you know, coming out with central intelligence, which comes out Friday. Boom. The announcement of SmackDown going live and not just going live, an exclusive roster, which, and then it was announced that there was going to be a brand split, boom, and then now all these speculation of all these individuals signing to NXT, boom, the moose uh, might be there, boom, so there's a lot, a lot, AJ Styles in the WWE, so a lot's going on, we're in a, we're on the brink, we're on the bubble of something special, and I'm glad to be a part of it, Um, of course, not a spring chicken anymore, but, you know, still not that old, so I'm really, really excited uh, to see, you know, what happens within the next couple of weeks and couple of months, especially as the show grows, as the, both Raw and SmackDown grows, as Choked Out Radio uh, grows. I'm very excited uh, with the future. I, you know, I promised a couple of things and it's coming on the pipe. Can't say it out loud. Can't say it out loud, but I'm, I guarantee, guarantee, it's going to change, change wrestling, uh, change uh, podcasting. It's going to be, I have a Great couple of great things lined up. Don't want to say too much cause it, or else it won't come true. All right, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to all my guests, uh, Ron, Sports Blog, Raymond Sanchez, Jobbers Court. Hope you enjoyed uh, this live episode of Choke About Radio. Tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure uh, talking wrestling with you guys. Tell your friends. Take care.